This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 963 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Greetings, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is an excerpt from the Driving Radio Show. Dr. Wendy Ying takes on equine odontoclastic tooth resorption. Both the disease's name and its implications are a real mouthful. And we'll get right to our tip after this important message from equestriancollections.com. Well, hello, everybody. Coach Jen here from Horse Radio Network, and I am here with Debbie from Equestrian Collections, and she is here with the equestriancollections.com product of the week. Take it away, Debbie. Hi, Jen, and thanks for letting me have the opportunity to tell your listeners about a new tall boot that is different and really, really great. The Tough Rider Wellesley Tall Boots. The reason that these are are so great is that that leather is, when you hear butter soft, this is butter soft. I mean, when you stand them up, they flop over because they're so <laughs> soft and so, they're just, I, I just can't even hardly describe how comfortable these are and how they fit to your leg. They really do. And the, to top it all off, the footbed actually has support. Yay! So, yeah. So you can actually walk in these things. So they are so, they're really quite different. They, because of the very soft, buttery leather, it adheres to your, to your leg, um, you know, like, almost like you don't have a boot on. And you can walk in it because they actually have good support in the foot. Um, they come in a lot of different sizes, and we do have the size chart up there. Some of the, um, the be careful with the uh, the width because they comes in slim, regular, and wide calf. So there's a lot of different sizes that can go uh, for a lot of different people with this boot. And when you get one and you get it on, you will. I mean, it just makes your leg look taller, makes your leg look slender. It it it's just it's just so soft and comfortable. These and these are the a really pretty elegant design. They've got a uh, punched toe cap, even though they are a dress boot, not a field boot. And they've mm-hmm. got the um, they've got the spur rests that are on either side of the full length zipper in the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, no uh, no unsightly elastic to to look funky. And they've mm-hmm. got the nice, big, heavy-duty snap at the top, so the zipper tab stays flat where it belongs. And then I really like the really cute little detail at the top of the boot where the where the where that little flap of leather would normally go. And it's just got yeah. a cute little swirly detail up there. So they're very classy, but still formal. They're not, um, they're not too awfully sporty, so you could be wearing these in formal classes as well as informal and every day at that price point. Let's hear it for $400 boots that only cost two fifty one ninety five. So go to equestriancollections.com today, and you can search in the search bar, Tough Rider, all one word, Wellesley Tall Boots. And the Wellesley is spelled a little bit wonky. It's W-E-L-L-E-S-L-E-Y. But I'm sure if you just put in there Tough Rider Tall Boot, you're going to get a big long list, and the Wellesley will be on that list. So worry not. 
Well, hi, Glenn. We have a great topic to talk about today. Yeah, we- you said it earlier. I had no idea what you said. Okay, it's equine odontoclastic resorption and hypercementosis. Now, that's a mouthful, right? Yeah. Odontoclastic, is that something to do with teeth, like an uh, orthodontist? It does have to do with teeth, yes. And you know what? You can tell this is a relatively new disease because it has a super long name. If it was an old disease, that old farmers... It would be called farmers, gout yeah. or something like that, yeah. right, yeah. Yeah, it had some easy <laughs> name. But this one, hopefully someday some farmers will come up with an easy name. For right now, we only have this. So they, they just um, shorten it to E-O-R... H, T. Of course, because we're going to remember that. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's why I never do the letters because I'm dyslexic, so it's difficult for me to do these things. But I'll explain it to you. So odontoclastic, you know what uh, 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 osteoclast is? An osteoclast is a cell that breaks down bone. So, So your bone is always remodeling and changing, right? So an odontoclast is a cell that breaks down the teeth, okay? So, um, and hypercementosis, I know that sounds really bad, but hyper means, you know, a lot, right? So overproduction. And cementosis is just one of the parts of the tooth that actually cemented the tooth to the periodontal ligament, okay? Okay. Yep. So what this is, is this is a disease of older horses where they're, um, and we don't exactly know what causes this right now, but basically their roots of their teeth on their incisors and sometimes their canines get absorbed by those cells. Those cells are overactive. And then also the cells that produce the cementum gets overactive too. So their teeth actually start um, decaying their tooth roots start decaying and it causes a lot of pain in the mouth. Um, Some of the things we think right now is maybe it's some periodontal infection that might be the cause of that. And, you know, horses do get cavities and they get gingivitis. But we tend to not do, you know, dental cleanings on horses, right? Right. (laughs) So, um, but some horses that you'll notice if you look at their incisors, they have a lot more tartar than other horses. Mm-hmm. And so ones that actually carry a lot of tartar on their, um, on their canines and on their incisors are more apt to get this disease. Huh. So the first is it sign... Like a gum disease? Or is it, it, it not really gum disease because it attacks the tooth itself? Uh, we, what we think is that it starts as a gum disease. Oh. So they have inflamed gums. And the inflammatory mediators that are there uh, in the gingiva, in the gum tissue, uh, they call on, they stimulate the cells that break down the teeth. So, so that's what those cells are, are chomping away at the teeth because they think that they're supposed to do that because there's a signal from the inflamed gums. So uh, the first thing you'll see as an owner um, is that because you know a, a lot of people do not look in their horse's mouth except for when the dentist is there, right? Right. right. <laughs> so, but one of the first things that you might notice is uh, your horse maybe used to like to chomp on carrots and break them with his incisors or apples. They start to not want those treats anymore because it hurts for them to bite. So they'll they'll be turned off treats. 
Uh, also, they could be really sensitive to bidding. They don't like the bit put in and especially out. Like if the bit bangs against the back of their incisors, their incisors are super painful already. So that is like, um, it's, it's extra severe to those type of horses. Uh, sometimes we see this in head shakers. Um, and then when it starts to get really bad, you'll start to have weight loss. And um, one of the... Yeah, they don't want to eat or they have trouble, um, you know, pulling the grass up from the ground because they can't use their incisors. Will, will, will the teeth start to fall out? They usually don't fall out until um, this has gone like way beyond the point where the horses are in pain. Okay. And um, so I feel like uh, when I look back on a lot of my cases, um, I feel like, God, I should diagnose this before because now I feel like I'm diagnosing it a lot more than I used to because it's such a relatively new disease. But when I would put the speculum on, you know, the, the speculum when I float teeth, um, it has two plates and they put their incisors on the plates and then I use a leverage, you know, uh, it has a crank and I pull it open, right? Okay. Yep. And that keeps their mouth open so I can work on their molars. Well, there are some horses and it was always older horses um, that were painful, even with a lot of drugs. Right. And I thought, okay, this one, I've only got 15 minutes, no matter how many drugs I give them. And I used to think that was from TMJ pain in the older horses. But now that I look back, I think that may have been from, um, the inside, because if the roots of their incisors are compromised and painful, them putting all their weight on this speculum for a long time really can hurt. So the way we check for this disease, if you think your horse has it, you call out your veterinarian and you get um, radiographs of their incisors. So what they'll do is they'll put the plate actually inside the mouth. So like the dentist does. Like the dentist does, yeah. So um, because really we do x-rays for people and for small animals, um, you know, because it gives you some information. So for us as equine veterinarians that that do dentistry a lot of the the stuff is guessing because people aren't used to having radiographs and maybe we should like it would be great to bump up the level of care so that we do radiographs for everybody but that uh, obviously is not an option in this case you definitely want to go for the radiograph so you can see the tooth roots and how much is resorbed and that'll tell you the severity of the disease Sometimes you can go in there, and I, and I think most times now it's very severe because, like I said, we didn't diagnose this disease even 10 years ago, right? So it's kind of now we're starting to see more and more. Um, but most times you're going to see tooth resorption in all of the teeth, all of the incisors. And sometimes you can even see it in the canines. And as you know from some of the other dentistry talks that we've done, uh, the, the incisor roots and the canine roots are very, very deep. So it can be a very extensive surgery. Luckily, this is a disease of old horses. So as horses um, age, their, their teeth grow up and their roots get smaller and smaller. So is surgery the answer? Surgery is the answer. And, and most cases, you have to take out all the teeth. Ugh. And I know you I know. can't. I, they're not doing much in dentures. That must be expensive. So, um, 
No. What, what do you do? Well, horses actually uh, respond really, really well after these teeth are removed. They actually um, feel much better overall, you know, because they don't have the pain of the sore teeth. And also they don't have the, um, if there's an infection going on, they don't have that, um, you know, like slow leakage of, of bacteria eat? into the bloodstream. Oh, they eat great with um, the gums. They actually can gum the grass and pull it up with their lips. Huh. And, um, uh, but in the beginning, you know, you should try some soft food or if you're worried about them not being able to grasp the grass or long hay, you could do some kind of chopped forage. Like, you know, remember how big I am now on this triple crown chopped right. forage? They have all different kinds. They have just a hay kind. They have alfalfa kind. They have stuff with no sugar on it. They have, uh, I use the alpha locks, which uh, helps with ulcers. But that's a good way to introduce more calories into your horse's diet if you think they can't eat. But really, the, it looks horrible. And I'll post some pictures up on Facebook. Um, right after the surgery, it looks really horrible because their mouth, they just have these huge holes where they had their incisors. Yeah. You know, and, it, and you have to, it takes a lot of aftercare. There's a lot of, um, you know, you have to wash out the, the holes where the teeth were. And um, a lot of times you need to sedate them to get that done. But after a couple of weeks, it heals up and they can eat just fine. Wow. Huh. You know. Let's hope we never get to that point with our horses. because doesn't sound fun. <laughs> no, it's not fun. But you know what? I, uh, I think it's really important that people are aware that this disease is possible. And a lot of times it does happen to older horses. So sometimes we don't pick it up because they're not, we're not doing a lot with our older retired horses. Um, you know, in, in, in my case with the, the latest horse that we diagnosed this with, um, it was with Judy Fryer, who we've had on the show before, and she has a barn full of retired horses. Um, and she actually gets aggravated with me because she says, I keep diagnosing these things on her older horses. <laughs> but, uh, but he, re he did have that and his x-rays were very severe and she did, um, she did the surgery, and she and Judy was a nurse, so he had the best aftercare. She was so good about flushing out his um, his gums and the wound, and we lasered it, and he he was eating like within three days. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Who knew? Well, now, if you want to find out more about Alpha Lox Forage or, or the Senior Formula or any of the low starch formulas and things that Triple Crown offers, you can go to triplecrownfeed.com and you can find all of their different products over there as well. Uh, I know we used Triple Crown actually when we got the pony um, who was starving to death and we gave him a certain formula of the Triple Crown and that's what we fed him to get him going. Yeah, that's a so, that's really great for something it, like that. It worked out really well with him. But uh, well, thank you, Doctor Yang. Who knew? Another something for us to worry about with our ponies. <laughs> See, that's exactly what Judy said. She said, "Stop looking." That's right. I can't help it. I just have to point it out. You're not invited to come on the show anymore. All you do is make us nervous. Yeah. Why should I have nightmares about all the things my horses are having? You guys should have them too. <laughs> And that about wraps it up. This podcast has been made possible through the generous support of EquestrianCollections.com and listeners like you. Don't forget to download the Horse Radio Network app for your iPhone or Android, and you can have all of your favorite Horse Radio Network shows with you wherever you go. 
Just go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network. It's quick, it's free, and it's easy. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily. 